0: Is going on, guys? I want to welcome you all to the 41st episode of the Paramount Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Michael Para. 190 pounds of nails and wood and all that's good, guys. Shit, yeah, I put on almost 10 pounds in quarantine, but we're working at it. We're working at it. Um, It was deliberate. I kept the calories macros the same um, because it's going to pay off in the future. Keep that metabolism high and everything set in that first form legionnaire example. As always, guys, if you want to get with me, you want to work with me in the app, uh, find me on Instagram, hit the link in my bio, send me a direct message, uh, i get you in the app, and we will get you to those goals on becoming the carpenter of your life, guys. Speaking of the Carpenter of your life, the Paramount Podcast is now downloaded in 41 countries, and we're just sitting under 3,000 listens, which is insane. Beyond grateful, beyond grateful. The next milestone for the Paramount Podcast, I think it's going to be 50 countries, guys. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, uh, while well, we're obviously going to be cracking 3,000 listens here. So we'll say 50 countries, 5,000 listens, the next milestone for the Paramount podcast. You know, just basically trying to help you guys become the carpenters of your lives. Uh, You know, the fist and the hammer is the logo of the Paramount Podcast. Basically, the hammer, guys, is the only tool that can build and destroy, you know, knock the barriers, the walls down in your life, and basically build up everything else around it. That is where Paramount Podcast comes from, is my father's Paramount Builder's carpentry wood framing company where we build everything from houses to uh shit apartments condos restaurants offices you name it and um that's where the whole carpenter of your life comes from guys because correct me if i'm wrong jesus was the son of a carpenter um and the my whole point with that is that he essentially i guess if you're catholic or christian uh, you know, built the world, so to speak, built everything in the world, in a sense. And that's where the analogy carpenter of your life comes from. Because we're not just building one thing, we're building everything, we're building your life. And guys, as you know, I do not, I do not promote uh advertise this podcast in any way other than my own social media platforms so if you find any value in any of these episodes share with friends share with family share it on the instagram story share it in your facebook tag me in that shit share that shit um drop me reviews guys five star reviews (laughs) all five stars drop me reviews on apple podcasts or whatever it is that you listen to, uh, it helps the podcast move up, helps the word get out there. You can also hit the link in my Instagram bio, become a Patreon for as little as a coffee a day, guys. You can donate, help fund the Paramount Podcast, help to be able to for me to bring and put more time into this, more research, better topics, bring on guests, things of that sort to bring you guys better content and into the YouTubes and into all kinds of other new shit coming, guys, because we're always working, we're always working. And uh, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the support I have already received. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So grateful for everyone. And yeah, like I said, if you want to become a Patreon, guys, uh, and there will also be exclusive content for those who become Patreons in the future. Uh, maybe some one-on-one calls, some summits, some live summits, some master classes of anything and everything to becoming coming the carpenter of our lives guys and today's episode is ignorance is bliss or maybe like ignorant as fuck i think ignorant af maybe we'll go with because i just I'm going i don't know how long this podcast is going to be i'm going to try and not um you know just rant but i'm just going to get into it guys i've been seeing a lot of ignorance lately uh, in terms of COVID nineteen and where it come from, where it can, where it came from, the culture, the countries that it comes from, and a lot of bad stigmas and things uh, that people are saying who have no idea or have never been to these countries in their lives, um, and speaking as if they know. And I am the first person to say that I don't know any. Like, the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know but there's some certain things that I do know from traveling and being traveled and not only traveled, but almost lived or not almost, almost traveled to 25 different countries. But not only I'm not there for a week. I don't, I don't, I've never done like a tour of Europe or Asia and did 12 countries in two weeks or something like that or whatever. Like, I literally go to Mexico, I go to Korea, I go to Greece, I go to you know Milan, Italy, I go to Germany. I go to these places for months and live there in the civilization, in the culture. Okay? It's it's truly a blessing and I'm beyond grateful that I'm able to do that because I get to I get to understand where people come from. Uh India, for example. So I was there for over three months. So I know more about India than if I was only there for three days or three weeks. I can relate to those people. And that's what this podcast is going to be about today. About all of those people out there that I hear who are ignorant. Basically, ignorant AF. Um, Which, let's just define ignorance for a second. It's basically uh, lacking knowledge or awareness in general. Uneducated um it could be defined as unsophisticated but that's not what i'm talking about i'm literally talking about people who are ignorant who are speaking about things that they don't know about and have you know everyone's entitled to their opinion but and that's what i'm here to do is to share my opinion and basically what i want to get into is you know <laughs> okay so ignorance is bliss or you know which Which is true because, you know, what you fucking don't know doesn't hurt you, but it can hurt others. And, you know, I'm just basically this podcast episode is about I am sick and tired of hearing people saying about how dirty another another civilization is or a country or even a race. And have no fucking idea what they're talking about. And this ignorance just it makes me sick. It disgusts me. And specifically, I'm talking about China where I've heard people and I hear people speaking of how dirty this place is, how dirty their civilization is, or the race is, or the culture is, and they're just literally picking everything apart about it. The location, the culture, the people, the race, the history, or whatever. And they've never left, I don't know, a hundred mile fucking radius from where they live. And they're speaking as if they know. Now, for those of you who do know or are well-traveled and cultured because of it, I'm likely not talking to you because you know what it's like to live in these countries. Okay? And for those of you who have not stepped outside of the province you're living in or the state you're living in or the country that you're living in, you need to realize that Canada, the United States, North America in general is a fucking bubble. Compared to these third world countries. To these communist countries. Where the people and the civilians. Where there's civil wars going on. They don't have a choice. Okay. And they were born into these civilizations. They were born into these civil wars. They were born into this poverty. Not by choice. Okay. And I need to make this clear. That the poor places. The third world countries. That I have been to. Places in Asia, places in China, places in India, in Africa. These places, the poverty would blow your fucking mind. You wouldn't even be able to comprehend what you're seeing. You literally have no idea. And if you have seen these places, you get it, okay? I have seen places in China where it's literally, I'm well over 500 feet. There's literally villages in China, 5,000, 10,000 people. There's no sewage. There's no bathroom. And it's not just in China, in third world countries. But people are picking on China right now like as if their country is perfect too. And there's literally places where villages, 5000 people have one place to go to the bathroom. Literally. You all go they don't they don't have private plumbing or a bathroom with a door in it and a fucking toilet. Are you kidding me? No. And I would describe these places to you in vivid detail. But You wouldn't even be able to understand what I'm describing to you. I would have to draw it out in a diagram for you. Legitimate. You really want to know, send me a DM. I'll explain it to you in a voice note or something. But for me to explain it in this podcast, you wouldn't even... It's so... The conditions are so bad... That you wouldn't even be able to comprehend it if I told you right now. And I and people are speaking about these countries as if they know and they have never even been there. And the ignorance of these cultures and civilizations is ridiculous. If you don't know, keep your mouth shut. Just ignorance in general. You also have to realize, like, you know, there's differences from people who live in China to Taiwan to Hong Kong. Just because they appear to be of an Asian origin doesn't necessarily mean that every place is complete. You wouldn't, the differences are. They're as similar as these places are, are as different as they are. And one of the most beautiful places that I have been to is China. The things that I have seen there, the beauty that I have seen there. It's literally common practice to see Tai Chi, people people performing Tai Chi in the morning and in the evening, sunset and at dusk, literally a handful, a couple dozen people, 100 people out in the park every morning and every night listening to higher plane type music chinese mandarin plane higher plane music when i speak when i say plane i mean like music on a higher plane right like almost like meditative type music but like tai chi music i can't i don't know how to explain it properly That's a place where I'm ignorant at. I probably should research it so I could have explained it better. But literally couples and people dancing and doing and performing Tai Chi and energy work in the morning and in the evening every single day. It's a beautiful thing to take in. You don't see that shit in North America. You don't see people out every morning and every night. No, everyone here is all about getting ahead of Everyone else and outdoing the Jetsons and outdoing their neighbor and outdoing the next, but nobody ever speaks of that that shit, especially in the news. And China is one of the most beautiful places I have ever seen. The history, the stuff that they still make there to this day by hand, the food, the traditions, are absolutely remarkable, beautiful, mind blowing. The innovation from like hundreds, from like centuries of history. Passed down, passed down, passed down. Chinese medicine. Herbal medicine. There's a lot of beauty there, guys. And like anywhere else in the world, there's also a lot of struggles. And it's also been under... Communist rule for I don't know how many X amount of years. And it's a lot harder to change civilizations. Change is slow. And when you have a population of billions of people that are born into non ideal circumstances, sometimes you got to fend for yourself. Again, India, one of the most beautiful places I have ever been in this world. Probably the place out of these 25 countries in the last 10 years that has changed me the most. And you don't... Some of the most beautiful stuff, people and food there, beauty, music, the music is insane. Culture just rich with culture and family. But also what you don't know is you should consider yourself lucky if you were maybe not born in one of these third world countries into poor circumstances because the things that I have seen in India, single mothers on the street with infants with three, four children, with infants they have nowhere to wash nowhere to live they live on the street guys covered in flies to the point where you don't even brush them off anymore like what do you even do there's so many If you had only, if you could only see the things that I have seen. Homeless children, children left for dead, basically. Because there's no abandoned. Public washrooms, there are none. There's no public washrooms. Are you kidding me? These are communist countries with billions of people who have no choice, born into these places. And the ignorance of speaking ill of these places and the people there makes me fucking sick. And the fact that you were born in a country in a better circumstance with a family or even one parent In a country where when there's a pandemic going on, you could at least collect some form of assistance, financial aid from the government, some form. Are you kidding me? You think these countries, these communist countries and these third world countries give financial aid when pandemics come? Are you kidding me? No, they treat it like the flu. However many people die, die. Less people to control. Then they have more power. The healthcare systems were already taxed before the pandemic even came. You think they could handle more? There's people in this country right now, in Canada, where, or in the United States, where, who had health conditions before, and now everyone's concerned about COVID-19, but what about the people before that couldn't get What about the people that are passing away that couldn't get uh, cardiac surgery or chemotherapy or things that aren't even unrelated or that have had health conditions their entire life and now they can't get the care that they need because of the pandemic as well? Or people that have never taken care of their health and now that this pandemic's out, they're wearing a mask, but they don't take care of their health any other way, shape or form. And yet they're going to speak about these countries where the, where the virus came from and how filthy and fucking dirty these places are when they have no idea. It's privilege. Privileged life. Privileged life. What about the sex trade in these countries? Slave labor in these third world countries. What would you eat to survive? What would you eat to survive? The slums in India. The the, the. I believe the largest slums in the world are in Mumbai, India. I have witnessed firsthand that, again, I can't even explain to you in words. Can't even explain it to you in words. You could Google it online, slums of India, and the photos still could not explain it to you. And that's the difference between experiencing something and reading about it. I've seen people in Beijing, in poverty, sweeping the dirt floor of their hut. Literally, dirt floor, sweeping it as if it was marble. Because it's not about the money or the mansion that makes it home. It's the feeling. And even though it's a dirt floor, you tidy it up a bit and it feels like home. I've seen people with absolutely nothing in this world more grateful than people with everything. So you could almost say that maybe money is evil. I don't know. Definitely doesn't make people happier. I know that much. I know that much. I've seen that firsthand. I have literally tried to feed homeless children siblings, brothers and sisters, in the streets, in these countries. I try and buy them food, but I can't buy them food from a local convenience store because they have nowhere else to live. So who looks after them are the slumlords. Give them a place to sleep, give them some food to eat. Because a lot of these children come from villages outside of the main cities. And the slumlord basically gives them enough to survive. Make sure that they're not going to die. So if I go and buy these kids some food from the local convenience store, what they're going to do is, instead of eating the food, they're going to take that food back to the convenience store. The clerk is going to give them 50% of the money. And then they're going to take that money and give that back to the slumlord. Because heaven forbid if they went back to the slumlord with no fucking money in their hands. Do not go back empty-handed. So therefore, you, if you do go back empty-handed, you don't go back empty-handed. If you're going back empty-handed, you don't go back. Therefore, you might have a week or two before you starve to death. At least the slumlord can keep these kids alive give them no more than they need but they're alive give them a place to stay a place to sleep feed them but you gotta bring me back the money that they begged for all day and night do you know what it's like to live in that situation? cause I know I don't I don't but I've seen it for months and weeks on end So, what I decide to do is buy some street food for these kids, right? Because they can't return street food. Literally can't return it. And there's groups of them, and I literally have to divide them one by one. So, if there's a group of eight of them, I have to literally stand in between them and give each child their portion Because if I try and hand it to them in a group, they're going to fucking attack me and attack one another and literally fight like wild dogs for this food. Because they don't realize that I'm giving it to everyone. They think that I got maybe one thing to give for all of them to share. And when hunger is at that level, guys, you don't think. You can't think clearly. For one, it comes down to survival. It's heartbreaking. I literally have to divide these kids and stand in between them. And give it to the bigger kids first, usually, because they will literally rip it right out of the smaller one's hands. And then once they all have it, this starving, chaotic pack of homeless children become completely silent. They are literally in their own world. Nothing even exists around them except the food that's between their fingers. It's ridiculous. The concentration. I couldn't even. You don't even want to know. I could picture it like I'm there right now. You have homeless people disfiguring themselves, cutting off limbs and things disfiguring themselves to be able to beg for more money because if they're missing an arm or a hand or an eye or a foot you maybe pity them a little more and you're going to give them more money that's what it comes to to survive and these places I speak of I've still seen some of the most beautiful things in this world. I have had some of the most, if not the most, beautiful experiences I have ever had in my life in these places. Gratitude is a lot higher when you have less. And you tend to see that in ways in a lot of these places. And I would think the majority of you, if not all of you listening, don't have a government living in a country that is essentially killing people. Because how many of you right now are on EI or CERB or receiving some form of financial aid from the government during this pandemic? And some of you, the frontline workers, the nurses, the first responders have been working through this. uh, pandemic the entire time and that's not going unnoticed by, at all, by any means <sighs> but it's also a privilege to have that job And you would have to be absolutely like out of your mind to think that these third world countries have any kind of handouts of any kind of any real support. If anything, majority of them have civil wars and they're killing their own people. And in the contrast, the contrast in between the extreme poverty in these countries versus the extreme rich is is incomprehensible to the same degree. You couldn't imagine the wealth. It is as extreme as the poverty that I am explaining to you. You couldn't imagine it. I have experienced it firsthand. And then the next second, I see children outside of an establishment trying to sell a color book for a frickin' 10 cents just so they can take a bit of money back to the slumlords so they have a place to stay and something to eat and they can make it another day. So all I'm trying to say is with this podcast is to speak of a place that you have never been and to sound like you know what it's like to live there is one of the most ignorant things you could ever do. And if you think that COVID-19 is bad in our country... Again, incomprehensible what it's like in a third world country with COVID right now. How these how these third world countries, or poorer countries are dealing with COVID-19, they don't have a choice. There's no choice of financial aid, okay? There's no choice of staying home, okay? The money that they make every day has to buy the food for that day. People in America, people in Canada, yeah, okay, we live check to check. You know, majority of people live check to check. Unfortunately... Um, but in these third world countries, there's no, the majority of the population can't go to a Walmart or Costco and stock up on weeks worth of food and stay home and get financial aid to avoid a pandemic or a virus. Are you kidding me? You got to be, you got to be kidding me. You got to realize how lucky you are that a, a government is actually even able to shut these places down for that betterment and the health of people and seniors. Number one, the, the, these 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 retirement homes, these senior homes, are being affected beyond. I think what the majority of people realize as well. And in these third world countries, they don't have a choice to shut shit down, because the amount of people that are just their business is literally a street vendor, food vendor where they're literally feeding the working class. These people, the money that they make from every day goes to buy food for that day. They don't have money to buy food for 2 days, okay? So they have to go to work. They have to leave the house. They have to get on the bus with 30 other people. The government isn't going to pay them to stay home. You got to be kidding me. And what do you think that a lot of these What do you think that a lot of these people are doing? in these poor countries. Some of them are making products that are sold in other parts of the world that we are buying. And you need to realize that it is a privilege to live in a country that can shut the fucking economy down. It might take years for the economy to come back from this, but if you live in a country that can shut it down for the betterment of people and to not stress the health care and to save lives versus a country that doesn't and, and and to give some people a form of financial aid to stay home, to buy food, compared to these countries, that's not even an option. Like I said, the two dollars and fifty cents that I would make a day in these Third world countries is going to buy my food for that day and for my family for that day. And then that day is over and then I got to go back to work again. And make that $2.50 again to feed my family again for that day. I just need to get this across. Of how bad it really is. And it's not. The world is shut down right now. And it's starting to reopen. I think. Shortly. But. It's not. Going to get better. For these third world countries. Anytime soon. They don't, they're don't. they not doing testing there. They're just treating it. Like however many people die. It's however many people die. Poverty, guys, is an awful thing. And it's really not talked about probably enough. And poverty in childhood is incredibly difficult. You know, life doesn't come with guarantees like medical treatment for illnesses or even having shoes to wear to school or even an education. The futures are all uncertain. And it basically seems like the entire world has forgotten about them in these countries, in these third world countries. In Africa, if you didn't know, the number one killer of adolescent girls in these third world countries, in Africa, is childbirth. The number one killer of adolescent girls is childbirth. Versus in North America or other parts of the world, it's a blessing to have a child. As where in these third world countries, it's almost, it's actually almost a sure way to an early death. And again, a lot of times it's by no choice of their own. In these countries with the sex trade, sold in the sex trade, raped, impregnated, give birth, and then die as a result of it? As an adolescent girl? And we're worried about opening fucking golf courses before the park? or the gym, or restaurants, or summer is over, or concerts are canceled, or fucking shopping. Fucking shopping? Shopping. You're worried about shopping. When the number one killer in Africa of adolescent girls is giving birth to their child, likely from being sold in the sex trade, impregnated, And then basically from that, nine months from that, uh, getting pregnant, you're essentially guaranteed to die because their body just isn't meant to handle it. Malnutritioned, not meant to handle childbirth. And we speak of these people within the countries like it's their fault. But it's like, what are you doing to help them? Are you doing anything to help them? I know growing up, my family would sponsor children in these countries. And I would love. That's what this whole podcast, it's completely free. And for me to get awareness out and for me to start foundations and things uh, to bring education, to bring water. Because education and poverty are linked one in the same. You can't remove one and the other, but education fights against poverty and removing poverty helps increase education. I don't know if I made that, if that made sense, but I've read a few very good articles on the links between poverty and education, and it's very good. Maybe I'll have to get into that another time but you can be a powerful voice for change, okay? Just awareness even, getting more involved. I mean, if you make statistically $34,000 a year, you're among the world's richest 1%. Nearly half of the world lives on less, nearly half of the world lives on less than $2.50 a day. 400 million children, 400 million children live in extreme poverty. Every year, six million children die from malnutrition before their fifth birthday. I have a niece who is my heart. She's almost, I love that girl. I mean, she's my niece. She's almost two and a half years old, okay? She's thriving. Now, she was also born a few weeks premature. She was very, 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 very small. 2.2 kilos or something. Like, barely four pounds. She had no choice that her mother was going to be my sister and her father was going to be a good man who could provide for her when she was born and that she was born in a country that had the health care to be able to help with a premature birth to now the fact that she's two and a half years old and she's thriving and she's two and a half years old and she's as smart as a four year old. She's doing things that four or five year olds do. What do you think the chances of her surviving if she was born in one of these countries where every year six million children, six million children die from malnutrition before their fifth birthday? It was no doing, no choice of her own where she was born and who her parents were. On the contrary, if you were born in Africa... There would be a very good chance that you wouldn't even get to know your mother because she would have died at childbirth and there's a very good chance that you would be one of the six million children that didn't even make it to your fifth birthday. It's crazy, but it's not talked about nearly enough. Communism, civil war in these countries. I was reading about a city, a Lebanese city, obviously in Lebanon, where basically last month, that is basically on the end of a 30-year civil war, and I believe last month, their dollar to the U.S. dollar was 1,500 lira, I think it is. Currency And now, 4,000 lira to $1. 1,500 to $1, then the pandemic hit, now it's 4,000 to $1. And this country, or the city in Lebanon, is a consumption economy, meaning that they nearly import everything and do not produce enough basic food supplies to sustain their population. They import everything there. So when you import everything and your dollar goes from 1500 to 1 to 4000 to 1, how do you buy anything? You can't. Everything is frozen, the banks are frozen, salaries are frozen. People are ravaging households. The Lebanese government estimates that over or 75% or more of the population is in need of aid and including food. They are starving. And the food aid rises to 90% according to the International Rescue Committee, guys. All I'm saying is... I'm just trying to bring this stuff to light. Bottom line, all I'm trying to say with this episode is to just think before you make some comments or opinions about people's way of life or their culture or where they're from or their race or anything. If you have never been able to understand their life circumstances, if you've never been in their life situation, and when you hear somebody speak, they're ignorant as fuck about this kind of shit. Where you know damn right they've never been to these countries. Or they're complaining about how they can't go shopping. Maybe bring some of this information to them. Versus them just spreading their ignorant opinion. Like I said, man, this is crazy. It's crazy. The amount of this isn't talked about. The more we can talk about it, the better. The more we can get this podcast out, the better. Share this with as many people as possible. Hopefully, we can start making a change. Change takes forever, to be honest. But it's like anything, it's like a diet, getting in shape a little bit every day, a little bit every day, consistency, consistency, putting in the work, putting in the work, building a movement, getting the word out. I'm just going to leave it at that, guys. You know, poverty is a horrible, horrible thing. How does how does health impact poverty these are some questions to think about what's the cause of poverty and what are all the problems that come from poverty and how does health impact poverty does the lack of education cause poverty or does poverty cause the lack of access to education honestly they're interlinked you can't have one without the other but also can poor health impact education too you know this is where it gets complicated and the cause and effect like that's the kind of thing what comes first poverty or the lack of education in a sense you can't have one without the other and cause and effect it can be difficult to pin down But in reality, like I said, all these challenges are just intertwined. Do what you can, guys. Just do what we can. Get this podcast out. Share it with people. When people are speaking about shit they don't know about, call them on their shit. Have a discussion. Talk about it. Do the right thing. Go the extra mile. Do things that need to be done when you see that they need to be done. Speak up. Stand up for what is right. I love you guys.